Welcome to our Zoom on the Sand podcast series, a project aimed at promoting the Paris region through its and river for international students. Our names are Camille and Thomas. We are the hosts and we're students in international tourism in Paris and Madrid. We want to make you discover the gems the Paris region has to offer to you so that you can live a bigger experience of what La Belle France is. We wish you a great listening and hope to give you the desire to discover these offered places, activities and cultures. Welcome for the first episode of our special issue podcast series that will be dedicated to annual events, whether they are festivals, salons, shows, cultural activities, anything you want that happen in Paris and the Paris region. This will be our first special issue and for that it will be also divided in two podcasts. One hosted by me right now, Thomas, and the second one will be hosted by Camille because we have so much to present to you and it will be too long to present all in one. So we decided that one will be by me and the second will be by Camille. So make sure that you listen because you will find very, very useful and interesting information about things to do in Paris and the Paris region. And I am sure that if you try at least some of them, you're going to have fun here in Paris and in the Paris region. Let's get started. The first thing I'm going to talk to you about is probably the most important. I know I shouldn't start by the most important, but I feel like it's almost like a duty. I have to start by it because it's not just an event, a thing that happens, but it's really um, something cultural that has importance and that is close to the heart of the French. It's called the Journée du Patrimoine. In English, it's European Heritage Days. And it's basically an initiative that was created by the French Ministry of Culture in 1984. And it was developed at the European level in 1999. So I shouldn't even say anymore Journée du Patrimoine, but Journée Européenne du Patrimoine. Because it's now uh, at the European level. So basically, it enables you to visit places for free or at a reduced price. To visit sites that are like normally closed to the public. It's dedicated to the contribution and promotion of European cultural heritage sites. It's held in September which is also why I want to talk to you about it in first, because it's literally, as I said, like a landmark in the French cultural annual calendar. Everybody takes the opportunity to visit new places. Each year has a theme, and this year's theme will be sustainable heritage. In the context of environmental change, Europe, diverse cultural heritage, and the UN, the United Nations, 2030 sustainable development goals that will be looking at both people and places, continuity and learnings from traditions, steps organizers and visitors can make to be more environmentally friendly, as well as how built and natural heritage contributes to a more sustainable future too. For example, me, I remember that I visited the Ministry of Economy and Finances. I know this doesn't sound like the funniest thing to do, and like the question we should ask ourselves is like, who goes during the European Heritage Days to visit the Ministry of Economy and Finance. Actually, nobody would, but I did, and I liked it at the end. 
and actually there were people because the queue was quite long to enter the building. So those are like some random things that you think you're never gonna do in your life and just because of the European Heritage Days you're going to visit these places. But also, I know, and I have to admit, it's because I was curious uh, to see where they're going to like do everything for our government and everything while they are working and you know you just want to know where is this actually happening because we never know like a lot so i think also because people want to know where their money goes like they're never gonna know but just to go into these buildings they will be like okay maybe you know i'm gonna know more anyways sorry for moving anyways if you want to start your semester on the right track in paris this is the first event you're gonna have to do, unless you arrive in July and August, there might be some other events, but the one in September will be this one, the European Heritage Days. So you will take the opportunity to visit things not as a tourist, but as a resident of Paris or of the Paris region. And this is the best way to do it. You have here the chance to go somewhere else than the Louvre Museum or something like that because this you can do it all year and there are actually annual events also for the Louvre but here is really like discovering other things on another perspective you understood what I mean so I'm going to give you some examples about the program from 2021 so you can easily expect the majority or even almost everything I guess to be conducted again for this year this year's program 2022 that will be on 18, 19 September. For example, in Paris, you have the opportunity to visit the French Senate that is located in the Luxembourg Palace in the Luxembourg Garden or the Sorbonne University, probably the most famous university in France. You also have virtual visits because COVID changed everything. Now we have virtual visits of pretty much everything. And here you can visit the Notre Dame Cathedral that for now you're not able to visit from the inside because it's closed until at least 2024. Or you have also the Versailles Castle. Or you also have the Versailles Castle that we will also talk about a bit later. You also have the Elysee Palace where the president lives and where the government comes most of the time as well. So those are just a few things that you can do. Those are already landmarks in Paris but you can visit them on special days when they're actually not necessarily open to the public or very restricted. In the Paris region, you can also visit the National Museum of Archaeology, Musée d'Archaeologie Nationale, that I talked about with Camille in our first podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you should. We interviewed the director of the museum. So here you have that museum that is available and you can visit it during these days. In the same city, where the museum is located, so if you remember, is in Saint-Germain-en-Laye, you have the park of the national domain of the castle. That is absolutely a piece, in my opinion, a piece of visual arts, natural arts, if you might say, or the Pavillon de la Muette. Those are just a few examples. You can look on the web what they are, and I'm sure that you can be attracted to it. In the city of Rambouillet, you have also a nice visit of the... Cour du Roi de Rome, and the Musée d'Art et d'Histoire du Palais du Roi de Rome, which were palaces built by Napoleon I for his son, the King of Rome, his surname. 
For example, in the Valdemar department, you can visit the famous Chateau de Vincennes, the Vincennes Castle, uh, the City Hall, or many of the old buildings from the city of Sucy-en-Brie. Sucy-en-Brie is an absolutely charming town, maybe more than town, it's city, um, in the east of the Paris region. And you can see the chapel, the castle, the church, the fort. And this is not old, but if you want to wish, you can also visit the wine yard. So if you're a wine enthusiast, you should visit this as well. If you're a fan of arts and paintings, you will surely be interested in visiting the city of Auvers-sur-Oise. You might have heard of it, maybe more recognizable, like reading the name than hearing it. But Auvers-sur-Oise is a town famous for being the source of inspiration of many painters, such as Vincent van Gogh, Charles-François Dobigny, Emilio Boggio, or Leonid Bourges. Those are just four, but mainly Van Gogh is the most famous one. So there you would be able to visit the castle of the city and the, what is called, Maison Atelier of Daubigny, which is basically where he did his work. Also, uh, Van Gogh is uh, buried in that place. So it might not be part of the Journée Européenne du Patrimoine, but who knows, you can do several things at the same time. In Saint-Saint-Denis, you might want to visit the Musée de l'Air et de l'Espace du Bourget. Bourget is a suburban city, northern Paris, not very far, like 15 minutes probably, where you will know about all the history about flying into the skies, plane, and as well as space. You will even be able to hop in the famous Concorde plane, which is not negligible, knowing that if you're young like me, you never had the chance to fly in the Concorde because if I'm correct, the Concorde stopped in 2000. So this is an opportunity to see how it was like inside. I'm not going to go through every department because we could go on and on and on and this will never end. But you understood the idea of Journée Européenne du Patrimoine, European Heritage Days. This is truly the chance to visit some unique places that you might not do on a regular day or you might do, but not necessarily. But I'm gonna finish um, with another example of things to do, for example, in the Odessen department. So the Odessen department is located from the northwest of Paris to uh, its southwest. So it's outside Paris, but it's like located literally near. Um, for example, you could see the castle of Anir-sur-Seine, that is absolutely beautiful. It's small, it would be easy. I don't think there would be many people, so it would be very nice for you. The famous dog cemetery of the city as well, also located in Anir-sur-Seine, uh, one of the most famous dog cemetery in France, or a museum that is less known, but is located in very nice buildings, which is the Museum Roybe Fuld. It's located as well in Anias-sur-Seine in the Swedish and Norwegian pavilion of the 1878 Universal Exposition that was held in Paris. And just near, you also have the Indian pavilion from the same exposition that is open to the public. This is a very nice architectural place to go around and to have a look and see what's inside and 
you know, just go through history. So that's a wrap for the European Heritage Days. I hope you liked it, but we're going directly to move on for another one that you should learn about. It's called Nuit Blanche. Nuit Blanche means in English white nights. And if you don't know, it basically means staying awake the full night and not sleeping. So Nuit Blanche is an artistic event that was created in Paris in 2002 and has been held every year during a whole night. So here, we're in 9, 2022, we're going to celebrate its 20th year. There have been in the past some similar events in the Nordic countries, but the current form that it has was held in the French capital. Those are basically the opening of museum for free cultural institutions and other public and private spaces to present artistic installations or performances. Very artistic. It's held in October. This year will be on the 1st and 2nd of October. And it will come 1 million tourists in Paris. You can see literally any type of artistic performances, whether these are digital arts, singing, contemporary arts, movies, whatever. There is one exhibition that I highly appreciated that I saw. And this was Marie des Lettres. Marie des Lettres is basically some letters of the alphabets that were displaced on a boat and the boat was moving along the Seine River. And these letters, of course, were just not letters, but those were serving as lights, so you could see them from far. And people through a phone app were making phrases and instantly the letters were moving to make the phrases that the people were uh sending through the app. It really was something cute, you know, to see these letters moving literally on the boat, uh, on the river in the middle of the night and putting some lights that you could see from far, but also illuminating around and just having that idea of movement all the way through the sand to the Eiffel Tower. You know, this was like something special, but you can have like so many things that is so hard to describe in one podcast because you need like the visual representation and the best way obviously will be to go by yourself and see it for example that digital arts so this one was sort of digital but not really was on a boat but you can find every type uh, of arts on every type of building um, whether those are like cultural educational building, political building, religious building, and any type. It can be a movie, it can be uh, lights, illuminations, anything. There was another one that was actually made like 13 years ago, so it was a very long time. It was a football field destroyed, or not really destroyed, but full of hills, you know, um, as if the, 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 the football field was not like flat as it's supposed to be. And it was making it impossible to have a game, to play football on that field. So this was the goal of it. And people were forcing to respect the hills and the way that the field was built to play and to behave. So it was something sort of, mm, you know, it just gives you like the feeling that you are actually actively participating in the, in the thing. If you're interested or if you're curious about the presentations, exhibitions or performances that were made by the artist last year about the link between culture and sports, I suggest you to look online and see what they did because it was really interesting. And it will show you why you should go uh, early October 
during that Nuit Blanche. But now, mentioning the 2024 Olympics before, this is the perfect moment to move on to the next annual event I want to talk to you about and that you can enjoy for one day only in Paris region. As you know, or you might not know, the Olympic Day is celebrating on the 23rd of June every year since 1948. And since Paris is hosting the Olympics in 2024, they decided to commemorate that Olympic Day with something that they call Olympic Day. For a few years already, the Paris uh, Organization Committee uh, decided to promote sports, the Olympic values, and have fun for one day during the year. This year's edition was held on the 26th of June in Saint-Denis, with many sports available, such as athletics, badminton, basketball, breakdance, BMX, box, fencing, hockey, skateboard, table tennis, any kind of sport that is on the Olympic program, was held for people to attend and have fun. It really is like to promote the practice of sport, to promote the 2024 Olympics, to have fun and to spend a nice day. There is also, on top of that, a super visit of the Stade de France, that is France's most famous stadium. It hosted the 1998 World Football Cup and the final, the 2003 World Athletics Championships, the 2007 Rugby World Cup, and the World Cup is coming back next year, also in 2023. On top of that, there are also French Olympians Olympic medalists, Olympic champions uh, of different sports that are coming to take part of this day. So if by any chance you are a fan of a French athlete that will be there, this would be your opportunity to, to meet him or meet her. So if you're a fan of sports, if you're a fan of sport events, even without practicing sport, if you like the Olympics, if you like all that kind of things, this is a nice way for you to enjoy one day at the end of June 2023. Some nice moment during one day. And speaking of sports, it gives me another perfect link to move on to my next presentation, to the next annual event that I want to talk to you about that might be a bit more expensive than everything I've been talking about or you will experience, but it's literally as well a admissible and if you can go for at least one game, I assure you that you will not regret it. You might have guessed what I'm talking about already by saying one game. It's Roland Garros, the famous tennis French Open, one of the four Grand Slam tournaments. It's held at the end of May until the beginning of June, maybe around the 10th of June. And it's part of the French culture and highlights. It's not just going to one game and watch super players, super tennis players fighting against each other for a spot in the final and winning the trophy. It really is going to Roland Garros is something that you can say. It's like I've been to to the Maldives, you know. It's something that not everybody does. It's not impossible. Literally everybody could go, but not everybody does. And if you do, that gives you some sound of yeah. I've been to Roland Garros. So, if you want to feel the vibe of that place, you need to go. It's not just going through the TV. It's not only going to watch Nadal playing against Djokovic on TV. You have to go. Because it's part of the culture. 
This is the place of the all-time great Rafael Nadal, who won 14 times there. It's literally, you're going there to see the atmosphere, to see the place, to see the people, the people that are attending. Because it might be a cliche, but it is what it is. So if you want to feel a French experience and feel, okay, I've not just been living here in the Paris region or in Paris. I've not just been doing this, that and being like a tourist. But I really lived as much as possible, experienced the French culture, the French vibe. I will go to Roland Garros and watch a tennis match. This is what it is, Roland Garros. So save in your calendar that the next edition will be from the 28th of May until the 11th of June. And it's located in the southwest of Paris. It's near the Bois de Boulogne and the city of Boulogne-Billancourt. So it will even give you the opportunity to see a bit like the southwest part of the capital that is like more calm and less visited by contrast to other districts of the Paris capital. So it's not just going there. There is a vibe. It's not just a residential neighborhood or whatever. It's a vibe. I agree this time will be a bit less fluid, but still, that's still a nice transition. Speaking of visits, and that's what I like about what I'm doing, like this transitions, I'm going to talk this time about tourism because you're here for tourism as well. All of these are tourism, but you know, this time is if you're really into tourism, it's not just traveling, visiting, it's the world of tourism. You might love tourism, you might love to travel, but you might be a general tourist and you're not making this your biggest passion in life or with super advanced skills of organization, traveling, saving money, whatever, whatever and whatever. This is why I'm going to talk about two things about tourism. But the first one is like, these two basically are if you're keen on meeting travelers, getting advices or things you're looking for a certain destination or whatever, and you don't have like informations. So if you're looking for that, you might want to go to the festival Les Globetrotters in Massy. Globetrotter in French basically means people who are traveling around the world. Massy is a city located 20 kilometers south of Paris. And the 31st edition of the festival will be held from the 30th of September to the 2nd of October. So again, this is reachable by transport. If you have nothing to do, if your university hasn't started, you could go there. You're planning a trip to, I don't know, the most remote place in the Alps, you might find the tourist office or the regional representation of that place. If you are like thinking about, I don't know, going to the Bahamas, you might find the tourism board of the Bahamas there. So you would be able to see partners, tourist offices, embassies, countries. You will be able to see also conferences, movies, films about travels, debates, expositions, any kind, any kind you will. There will be more than 10,000 people attending this festival of tourism. If you love tourism, this is the perfect opportunity. And the second one, another event that we can talk about, that I don't want to present you, is probably bigger than the Festival des Globetrotters de Massy. It's bigger than that. It's the Salon Mondial du Tourisme. 
and it's located in Port de Versailles. So Port de Versailles is literally near uh, where Roland Garros is located. So there are a lot of things happening around there. And the next session of the next event of the Salon Mondial du Tourisme will be from the 16th to the 19th of March 2023. There are so many people as well who are coming there and being also partners and they have their stand and they promote their places and they can be airline, they can be companies, they can be institutions, just like the other one before. Just to give you an idea, for example, there is the Paris Beauvais Airport. So for people who came or are planning to come to Paris through Ryanair and they're going to land at Paris Beauvais Airport, literally Paris Beauvais Airport will be here at the Salon Mondial du Tourisme. There is also airline company Air Europa or the Croatian National Tourism Board. So literally, you can find everything you want, even from the smallest region that you want to visit and get information about. That's what I said for Festival des Globetrotters, but it's even more true for Salon Mondial du Tourisme. Now, I talked about a festival of tourism, but it wouldn't be fun nor fair not to talk about festivals of music. So we're moving on from tourism and we're going to talk about music. There are three admissible music festivals in Paris and the Paris region. Two will be in this podcast and the third one will be in the second podcast held by Camille. The first one is also just present for five years in the French capital, Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza is held in July and next edition will be on 21st, 22nd and 23rd of July 2023. It's already been a success. Everybody absolutely want to go to Lollapalooza. There are so many international singers and many bands that have been playing, for example, during these weekends. DJ Snake, Dua Lupa, Travis Scott, Anita, Megan Thee Stallion, ASAP Rocky. With the better summer Paris is having because, sadly, of the climate change, you might want to go there and enjoy a full weekend of a sunny Parisian summer. It's not going to be just sunny, it's going to be also hot. Probably around 28.30, which is perfect. We don't need more because more is like too much and then you're going to faint and there are going to be security and it will be a ruined weekend for you. But you will want to enjoy that. And on top of that, it's held in the Bois de Boulogne, which is a famous, also, landmark in Paris. It's a forest or a garden or as you wish to call. But this is a nice place. The second festival I want to talk to you about absolutely is Rogansen. If you love pop rock, you will absolutely love this place with three days of concerts, more than hundred thousands of people held at the end of August. This is literally, depending if you arrive or if you leave Paris, the best way to start or to finish your exchange, your year here, your experience, or well, if you stay and live will be even better. But the end of August means the end of the summer or the start of the new year. So this is literally the right date to, you know, take a few days off, go there, and then get ready and to start the new year. For this year's lineup, you have, for example, Arctic Monkeys, Stromae, you know, the famous Belgian singer, and Young Blood, amongst others. And on top of that, it's held in the Domaine National de Saint-Cloud, which means 
that you will be surrounded by a very, very nice scenery and landscape to have fun. So you can never count this out. And on top of that, it's basically along the Seine River. So again, you have to experience at least one of the two festivals. And the third one that Camille is going to talk about to you. But you have to do at least one festival on your year here. Even just one of the days, not all of the three. But depending on what you like. But you have to. So I want to conclude my podcast of all the city events that are held uh, every year in Paris region by coming back to something that is a bit more soft, quiet, chill, cultural. I don't know the terms. Maybe, well, music is also cultural, but you understood what I mean. And you will understand more when I'm going to tell you what it is about. It is about the water show in the Versailles Castle, Chateau de Versailles. The Versailles Castle hosts a water show in its gardens from April to October. There are two types of shows. They are not that different, in fact, but they are just held at different times during the months and also during the day and the night. So you might want to see them at night rather than during the day, or you might want to see it during the day, during the visit of the castle and not the night, as you wish. But for that, to see this absolutely spectacular show, you have to listen carefully to the dates I'm going to give you from April to the end of October, on Saturday and Sundays, from 9 to 19, from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Those are the shows. In May and June, you also have, still from 9 to 19, the Tuesdays. And then, from June to September, so really the high summer season, you also have, every Saturday night, from 2030, to 23.05 night shows with a firework at 22.50. So that means that in the summer, on top of the weekends, you have on Saturday night, 8.30 p.m. to 11.05 p.m. the night show. So of course, it's not just water, a water show. You have artificial effects on statues, on the water, in the air, along the canal and you are in the beautiful scenery of the gardens of the Versailles Castle. This is what makes it even more special. So in my opinion, this is something, honestly, that you have to do at least once in your life because it's worth it. It's a once in a lifetime experience. You won't need to do it anymore again. And it's not so expensive, it's 10 euros. That's the end of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed all the different activities that I presented to you. Don't forget to listen to the second part hosted by Camille because there's so many more things that you need to know about and you will find them in her podcast. So I really tell you, go listen to it. You will find all the information related to what I've been talking about, what she'll be talking about on our Instagram, Zoom on the Sen. And just one last tip. Remember that all these places I've been talking about are reachable by public transport. If you have your pass transport, whether it's weekly, monthly, yearly, you can use it all the time and not pay extra money. Because if you buy a touristic or single ticket, you might have to buy 
something that is more expensive and that does not necessarily cover all the journeys that you want to do outside of Paris. So get a weekly, monthly or yearly pass. We we'll see you very soon. Bye bye.